Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. Are you ready to get your sports banter on? Brian Henninger, love child of Albert Einstein and Howard Cosell, with a body chiseled by Zeus himself. Brandon Sharples, a man who could beat Mike Tyson. In a spelling bee, together they form the At Odds Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, it is that time of the week again. The At Odds Podcast is back in your life. I'm your host, Brian Hemminger, and with me as always, Brandon Silky Smooth Sharples. Brandon, how you doing today, man? Oh, not too bad, man. Doing pretty good. A um, little short week. I took a nap today when I got home. <laughs> so I, I was, feel I'm I feeling informed. energized. Yeah, I was informed that we're supposed to get this show started off by you talking about taking a shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, fuck it. Let's go. So I did take <laughs> – I took like a Houdini-style shit today. Um, <laughs> so I went to the bathroom today. I went and took a shit. First one came out, and you know how you always look down, see what's going on, and the thing disappeared. There's nothing in the toilet, and I was like, "What the hell happened?" So I dropped the next turn, and I looked down, and apparently, within that little split second of a time, that thing must have went down the toilet, and the toilet must have shot that thing right back up because it reappeared, like the fucking Titanic reemerging from the sea. It made no sense to me. It blew my mind. And once once that happened, I immediately messaged Brian <laughs> while I was still on the toilet. And I said, holy shit. <laughs> I didn't know I that. Had, oh, yeah. I said, I'm oh, still going. So holy shit. I had a Houdini-style shit today. And <laughs> it blew my damn mind. I, I almost felt like it was one of those things where, like, maybe I drew a blank. Like, maybe I was like. I'm having a stroke right now. Do I not remember what's going on? But no, that thing definitely disappeared. I definitely didn't know where the hell any of that went. And then it must have flew right back up. I don't know if anybody's ever had that happen. But if you have, call in and share. <laughs> because that oh, shit God. blew my mind. It was like a magic trick. I feel like it must have been like the shit must have been so heavy that it flew off my ass, shot right down the damn toilet hole. But it was so buoyant <laughs> from the pizza that I had the night before that it flew right back up when I wasn't looking. I think that's what happened. <laughs> we need to do a science experiment on this. Me and you are both science guys. We should definitely do something on that. Yeah. We should look we, up we different types uh, of shit. <laughs> well, we could always like try to recreate the experiment. <laughs> that's what I want to do. I don't know the girth, the weight. <laughs> I don't know how many kirks my shit was. <laughs> oh, you ever yeah. seen that South Park? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's an all-time classic. Oh, yeah. So other than that, man, I've had a boring week. My coworkers yeah, off I'm work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's been a boring week in sports. There's a trade uh, other than trade deadline. You want to get into that? Yeah. 
we will definitely be getting into that in just a moment. Um, yeah, trade deadline. That's always like to me the most exciting part of the MLB regular season. It because I mean, especially you know, it just feels like there's a grind. But trade deadline. I mean, as somebody like me that follows the minor league systems, like huge. When you see yeah. these top prospects just flying all over the place, trading for veterans, I mean, that that's fun. That's a lot of fun. And I got to tell you right now, Chicago White Sox in like two years are going to be – two, three years are going to be unstoppable. Really? Absolutely unstoppable. I, know, I, I, know I, I do know – I mean, I, I know they got some pretty good pieces back from those trades. They did good, so – well, think about this a little bit. Okay. Yeah. They traded away Chris Sale earlier this year. Yes. Um, and they got rewarded huge for that. I mean, Red Sox sent them everything. Uh, Yoan Mankata, the number one prospect in baseball. Yeah. I mean, just it was nasty. Um, and then uh then they traded away Quintana, and they got, like, Eloy Jimenez, the number, like, four or number five prospect in baseball from the Cubs, plus, like, some dude, like, Cease, that's, like, the like 40th overall MLB prospect. And then uh, they just traded away uh, their closer and Todd Frazier <laughs> – to the Yankees, yeah. and they got Blake Rutherford, and he was like the the twentieth best prospect in baseball. Let me let me uh, read off uh, how many White Sox prospects are in the top one hundred overall right now. It is fucking disgusting. Okay, let's <laughs> hear it. Indians have three, which is usually good out of a hundred. You know, there's 30 teams. On average, you should have three. But White Sox have the number one player. The White Sox have the number eight player. They have the number 11 player. They have... Oh, yeah, and they also got two insane pitchers from the Nationals for trading... uh, What the fuck's his name? Their their center fielder or their... Do you remember who, who the hell that guy's name was? He's a good defensive dude. I forget. No. Right, anyway, did they do it when and he got? Yeah. He's out for the season with like a knee injury or something. But yeah, so they have number one, number eight, number eleven. Then they have number twenty-eight. They have number thirty. Number thirty-six. And around number 36, that's where the Indians' first prospect is, by the way. <laughs> hey, it was Adam Eaton, by the way, before you go any further. Yeah, Adam Eaton. Yeah, yeah. They got two insane yep. pitching prospects that were, like, top 30 overall. Yeah. Like, that. one of them throws, like, 104 miles an hour. Uh, they have number 63. <laughs> they have number 68. God damn. <laughs> I told you, like. They their their system went from one of the worst in baseball to one of the best the second they started just trading everyone away. Yeah, they traded away That's Adam Eaton. They traded away Chris Sale, Jose Quintana, and then they traded away 
uh, Todd Frazier and David Robertson today. So that's pretty bad. And if they trade away Jose Abreu, they're getting something nasty for that too. Well, I don't know. They're gonna need. They can't. I don't think they can just sell at Jose Abreu for nothing. He's got a big bat. I mean, he is a strikeout king, though. What do you think? Think they'll trade him? Uh, I haven't heard like that he's on the market, but um, shit, <laughs> the White Sox are going like all in on this rebuild, and why not? I mean, it depends how long uh, what his contract looks like too. Rangers fucking suck, man. They need to do something. Dude, They're not you doing hear, anything. You want to hear shit? The Indians? Did you see what they did today? Fuck me, man. So the Indians <laughs> won the first game of their series against uh, the Giants two days ago. Um, yes. And I was like, and the Giants are one of the worst teams in baseball. And I and, and they didn't have to face Baumgartner in this series. So this was should have been a walk in the park. Because they had Clevenger yesterday, and then they had Carrasco today. Clevenger pitches six innings or seven innings yesterday, gives up one unearned run because Brandon Geyer dropped a fly ball in the outfield. And then the Indians lose an extra innings and a walk-off in the 10th. And then today, the Indians are up 4-2. to two. Runner on first base, one out. Dude fucking hits the ball to Carlos Santana, and it goes right between his fucking legs. Hey, guess what? And then the Indians give up three runs and in the – yeah, I was so fucking pissed. And that was in the eighth thing. Yeah, two two things to say about that. One, Brian Shaw got the loss. He's a fucking tool, and he sucks. Oh, Oh, he's fucking garbage, but that was on Santana more than Shaw. Hold on, listen. Sam Dyson got the save against you guys. The dude that yeah. blew two games against the Rangers to start the season, he blew two against the Indians for the Rangers. Comes and the over bases and were loaded the Giants. in the bottom of the yeah. in the ninth inning. Indians really, hit, and Jose Ramirez was up with the bases loaded, and he hit it to the warning track Jesus with two outs. Christ. Dyson's ERA is like two point seven six with them. He, yeah, and he's so their new shitty. closer. He's their closer now. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. His, his ERA with us was like fucking 10 plus. It was over so 10. Even, yeah, so I don't even care. We did the right thing. But, yeah, no. Uh, what do you think about the, the Tigers? I think they sucked at trading. I mean, they, they that fucked that trade up. garbage trade. Okay, like for people that don't know. The Tigers did a trade with the Arizona Diamondbacks. They sent J.D. Martinez, whose contract runs out at the end of the season. They gave away J.D. Martinez, and all they got back was, like, the number, like, eight prospect, maybe, from the Diamondbacks, and then, like, two other guys. They were all middle infielders, and none of them even made the Tigers' top ten prospects. And they traded away J.D. Martinez, a guy that is a top ten outfielder over the last three seasons combined, like yeah. in terms of war, in terms of OPS plus, like WRC plus, like all that shit, like all the crazy stat cast, you know, nerd shit is telling you JD Martinez is one of the best players in baseball, and they gave him away for fucking peanuts. And you know what pisses yeah, me off even that. more? 
What pisses me off even more is that the Indians were apparently the other team that was pushing hard to try to get J.D. Martinez, and the Tigers didn't trade with the Indians. And the Indians probably would have given the Tigers better than what Arizona gave them. Yeah. And that really pisses me off. <laughs> knowing, <laughs> knowing how cheap the Indians could have got J.D. Martinez, and they didn't get him. Especially with Lonnie Chisholm out for like two weeks with a calf injury. They could have used yeah. J.D. Martinez so bad. Their offense is so shit right now. I'm uh, I'm surprised all the moves that the Yankees are making. They're getting Todd Frazier and stuff because, I mean, they're kind of just pushing for a, a wild card at this point. Well, and uh, what's really I, I know- weird is – the Yankees made like all these moves to get like more bullpen help. They already have Batansis and Chapman in the eighth and ninth inning, and then they add two other elite relievers in Conley and and David Robertson. Why didn't they get a starter? That's the well, whole problem get, with the they're Yankees. Trying get, they're trying Their to get Sonny Gray. It's terrible. It's Do you awful. Hear me? What? Okay, they're trying to get Sonny. They're trying to get Sonny Gray, and they're rumored to be really interested in getting Sonny Gray from the A's. Who well, could they just I think if he gets with the right situation with Sonny Gray with that lineup the Yankees have? I mean, he could be a pretty damn good pitcher for them. I mean, it wasn't more than what two years ago he was in the Cy Young category. You know, he was a pretty top 10 pitcher in the AL for sure. So, I mean, he could do good. Yeah, so the if they can get him, maybe is- that could help problem is i mean they just traded away uh blake rutherford one of their best you know chips i mean and i doubt that another team would really want glaber torres uh because he just had tommy john surgery and he's their top prospect right now and they probably want to hang on to like clint frazier i mean that guy is going to be a freaking beast so and he's already on the team. Like they called him up. Yeah. So I don't know if they have enough unless you know the, the A's are in the real long long term rebuild. Yeah. And then like the usual names, this trade deadline that usually pop up, like Carlos Gonzalez and the Rockies. Uh he's having a really shitty year. He's batting like low two hundreds. He only has like six home runs. Um, so he's lost a lot of trade value. Six home runs in Colorado. In that he's lineup that he's protect he's protected by a, in Plus, that lineup too. He's got they're a mile high. You you hit a pop fly and it goes out of the park. Yeah. I'm just saying, like he, he even has protection around him. Like he should be belting out. He should be in the twenties. That guy's yeah. serious power. Nolan Arenado like, like three home runs there today. That's half of his yeah. season total. <laughs> it's not that hard. I, I know. Arenado's a beast, though. And they got uh, Blackman, and they got a bunch of guys on that team that can hit. And uh, Carlos yeah, Gonzalez has got a big bat. He's by, like, 16 runs today. Yeah, they, had, they scored 18 San runs Diego. today. Oh, it was 18? Yeah, he's making, 20, he's making 20 million, so there's not a lot of people that are willing to take on that kind of money if you're only going to be hitting six home runs and batting low 200s in Colorado. Yep. And then, like, um, like, who else usually? Oh, that Matt Moore, that pitcher from the Giants. He's always mm-hmm. trade bait for you know every year, and he he's throwing like shit. He's got like almost a six ERA, I'm pretty sure. Uh, and uh, he's like, what the hell is this? Um, oh yeah, 
he has a career worst like hard hit balls ratio. So I mean, he's not doing pretty good. Like these are just people that I've seen. I like Ryan Braun. He's he's pretty. He's having a pretty shitty year this year, and his contract's huge. These are just bad contracts. But to talk about the Indians, if the Indians are trying to basically rebuild, they need to try and move Verlander and prop maybe even maybe if the they can. But that's what I meant, Tiger. Sorry. But they uh, who's going to take no on way. those contracts? Nobody, nobody will take Miggy. No, absolutely. The contract's nobody. huge. And also, Verlander, he, he only way he can go is he needs to go to a big market team. Like, he needs the Yankees, Boston, shit. I mean, who maybe the Dodgers who are not going to take him. I'm just giving big market teams that could afford him. Nobody really is going to be able to afford like, him. Verlander by himself makes more than the entire Indians rotation and bullpen combined. Yeah. I'm not saying he sucks now, but he's definitely towards the tail end of his career. Nobody's going to take that money. And he's not going to restructure. He's, you know, making all this money. Dude, so, the Tigers have so much dead money right now. Like with Victor Martinez, and he's missing, like, he went on the disabled list because of heart issues. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And then, like, like uh, I, I the think hell? they learned they learned a really harsh lesson on – giving out monster contracts like that end when a player's like in their late thirties, you just don't do Um, that. Like those by the end of that contract, like you are just complete shit and the player's worthless and there's no value whatsoever. The, the Indy or the Tigers, they uh, brought up that Aducci, Jim Aducci. He's like fucking old journey, get journeyman guy for the triple a ball club in Toledo. And they and they brought him up. That's how bad they 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 needed an outfielder after trading JD Martinez. They got Justin Upton is their leading. Justin Upton is their leading hitter with a batting average of two sixty nine. That's how piss poor that their uh, you know their team is right now. I believe they're twenty six in the league in hitting. That's horrible. So Diamondbacks, man, I wouldn't doubt it if they're swinging their way up into. Possible pennant, dude. I, I I'm a believer in the Diamondbacks. I got to watch them play twice earlier this year in Arizona, and they are really good. Well, last year I had them as a like a wild card team <laughs> when I did my predictions on Facebook, and that was just a year early. <laughs> so well, we'll see. We'll see, man. I'm excited about the Diamondbacks. I'm I'm all for anything from Arizona. Mm-hmm. But uh, oh, well, whatever. Did you see uh, what, well, oh yeah, some football news. So the Chargers that Mike Williams, that receiver that the Chargers took in the first round from Clemson, that was like yeah. the top one of the top receivers in the whole uh, draft. He he has he's gotten the second epidural on a on a herniated disc. He has his second round of uh, epidural injections. If that doesn't work, they might have to do herniated disc surgery, and he will end up being out for the whole season. So that, that would sucks. suck. They're talking about the Browns taking him with that sec- their second first round pick. Remember, there's some rumors yeah, talking about I'm that. I'm glad so. they didn't. Hell no, that's that would suck. So yeah, that's some, that's a little bit of news. Oh yeah. Um, Pablo Sandoval, he's going to be a giant again. <laughs> Is he? Yeah. I saw that the, 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 the 
Red Sox just were like, fuck this fat fuck. <laughs> they just caught him. Yeah, it's pending the physical. If he, can, if, he can, if he can pass the physical. But, uh, yeah, he'll be back with the Giants. So that's pretty interesting. Let's see what he can do there. Maybe he, him, maybe Bochi can get him back in, in the gear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. You never know. Oh, well, what else you got, man? What else do we want to talk about today? Um. Yeah. Well, we had a list, and we wanted to. You were really interested in the the World Series of Poker, so I wanted to get your thoughts on that. Like, based on you've been following it pretty closely. Oh yeah, I love World Series of Poker. Um, yeah, they got the final the the final nine guys, and instead of doing the in the November nine, remember there for the last like five years or so, they've been um, having everybody wait all the way till November to, to broadcast the final. The, the final table, but now mm-hmm. it's going to start on, on Thursday. So they, they got rid of all that. No, there's some, yeah, I don't know. There's some, there's some guys. I hope any, I mean, Ben Lamb, um, Antoine South and Brian Piccoli. They're all like bracelet winners and they've all, they've all big time caches. Um, there's a bunch of guys on this, on this that are like, there's three people that have never cashed in a world series Actually, two have won World Series of Poker cash period their entire life, and then another one has none. It'd be like me and you going in there on our first tournament and making the final table. So it's a really inexperienced <laughs> table. One dude has like ninety-seven million chips, and the you know, and the next dude has eighty-five million. After that, it drops down to thirty-five million, <laughs> thirty-three, twenty-six. I mean, it's it's a, it's a pretty lopsided table. So. I love I love the World Series of Poker. I I, I followed it every damn year, and uh, I guess I don't know if anybody knows who Chris Jesus Ferguson is. Do you One remember him? I don't know why he's your favorite. I'm he's sure. a fucking scam artist. He had like one chip left, and he and he came back. Yeah, he also scammed like the fuck out of everybody, like, including ten all ins in a row, and then actually like got a stack again. Dude. <laughs> him and howard letterer and that whole full tilt scam shit that completely fucked everybody that caused black friday where you can't play online poker in, in american mm-hmm. soil anymore unless it's i still do but because it's illegally done like overseas through like uh, bavada and ignition and all those guys but they screwed poker stars full tilt and all that uh getting american players full tilt was run by that asshole and I, I, I still have four grand of dead money on that site. That that when I was running a bankroll up, I had four grand left on that site, and and it shut down. I couldn't get it off. And uh, it was because those guys were, is basically like a pyramid scheme. They didn't have enough money in their reserves to cover all the money that was in a, people's accounts. So say like one day every single person in that was playing decided to withdraw. They didn't have enough money. They didn't have enough reserve capital to to pay everybody. They were taking money from the, their own little their capital that they were getting from us uh, putting money on, and they were paying themselves. They were you know playing tournaments with our money and shit, and it was just a big scam. And they fucked a lot of people over. I mean, I only had four grand on there. That's still a lot. And think about some of these yeah. guys on there that they had like a million dollars. You know, playing the highest stakes. I mean, people had some se- hundreds of thousands of dollars on there. 
I mean, they they owe people millions, and no, and, and we'll never see it ever. So I don't even know how that works. I don't know how they how you can sue them. I don't know. Nobody's ever given us any information. So I don't like Chris Jesus Ferguson, but he won Player of the Year without winning a bracelet. He didn't want. Yeah, he won it this year. He didn't win a bracelet at all, and he actually didn't have any seriously impressive runs. The way the World I mean, Series of Poker. Okay, he had a shit ton of min caches. <laughs> so, like, what would ha- what how the player of the year works is the bigger the field of players. So some of these tournaments get thousands of people. The cheap, the cheaper ones get like thousands of people, and the deeper you go your place, your awarded player of the year points. Well, these tournaments that are deeper, they have a lot more people. The deeper you go, the more points you're awarded. So say you win a you win a bracelet in a $10,000 event that only had like 333 people, even though you won it, the amount of points, player of the year points that you got for winning that tournament is probably less than getting like 330th place in a 8,000 person tournament. So you, that's how it works. The more people, mm-hmm. the more points. So winning doesn't necessarily mean anything. So there's people that won two bracelets that are not even in the top ten. <laughs> Pretty fucked up, huh? So yeah, yeah, that's how that works. So he got so basically the black eye of the poker community is going to get uh, a player of the year. He's going to get his ra- a banner raised in the Rio, <laughs> and he is basically one of the top five most hated poker players in the whole world. And he's going to have to be staring <laughs> people in the face as player of the year. <laughs> that's pretty fucked up right yeah i think so i think so i don't think they should raise his banner because he fucked everybody i think he shouldn't be allowed i think he should not be in a hall of fame i think all this i hate him <laughs> <laughs> not a fan but yeah that's 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 the world series of poker man i hope the one man, day I, play in that tournament yeah like my thing with the World Series of Poker is like I was so into it like during the poker boom. Like I watched yeah. every episode of every like everything on TV. It was so interesting. I I, I bet I watched yeah like basically from Moneymaker to Raymer to Hatcham to Jamie Gold, and then after Jamie Gold, like I really haven't watched that much. Like because like Jamie Gold was like such a tool. <laughs> I think that like he sucks. It killed, it killed my vibe, man. Like that that somebody so bad could could win it. Like well, at least everybody else had talent. Like even Moneymaker, who hasn't like had any major wins since, like he's still a good player. You know, I've like, played with him. I played with Moneymaker. I played with uh, Raymer. Raymer mm-hmm. came to Arizona, my Arizona casino. And I played in a tournament with him. He was at my table there almost the entire time. I final tabled that tournament. And then I played. Yeah, he did. And uh, I think it's like contract that he has to, too. You know what I mean? They pay him to go there. And uh, I scooped a huge-ass pot off of him. We were playing 2-5, no limit hold'em. Bumped it up to a 5-10 game. He sits down, and I scoop like a $1,200 pot from him. But he's, I mean, he's a good player. Don't get me wrong. But, I mean, these guys, you just, when you get to poker, like, when you win the World Series of Poker, man, you have to you got to mix talent with unreasonable amount of luck, and that's mm-hmm. I mean, that's just poker. So, so these guys aren't like 
I've played with a lot of guys. Like when I was playing in the uh, state poker championship in Arizona, I knocked out Joe Cata. I'm the one that knocked him out, and he he was the World Series of Main Event Poker Champion from yep. Michigan. I, I knocked him out of the tournament. I got knocked out by David Williams, who's the that's the dude that Raymer beat to heads up to win the World Series Main Event. <laughs> that's who knocked me out of the state championship from in Arizona was David Williams. I had Matt Affleck at my table. I had a bunch of dudes. I I mean, I've played with some of the best players in the world, and you, you don't see it. A li- the one that impressed me the most was David Williams, to be quite honest with you, as far as, like, you know, his intellectual play, knowing where he was at. So a lot of people think these guys almost have, like, a superhero sense when they're at the poker table, but they're not. They're just keenly aware of, of where they're at in the situation, and they just make a mathematical play just like anybody else can. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's a very the top one percent of the one percent of the ones that are are getting the major reads and but the ninety nine point nine percent of the poker players are are all pretty relatively within the same realm of each other. So it's pretty it's pretty interesting, man. You know when you get in those bigger tournaments like that one was that was a six fifteen hundred dollar buy in. A matter of fact, uh, that one was at yeah that was a fifteen hundred dollar buy in and. I, I was obviously I was prepared to make the buy-in, but at that time they had these little sit and goes where it's just like a one table tournament. Everybody pays a certain fee and the very first the winner, the top guy, goes to the tournament and you get like a free it's not free because you paid two hundred and something dollars, but you get a free you get you get in for cheap. So I, I played one sit and go, I won it <laughs> and I got into the to the state championship poker like basically at a you know, I got it like one fifth of the price. So it was it was it was pretty cool, man. Actually, I got a, like one eighth of the price, one ninth of the price. So I got a pretty good I got a pretty good uh, deal getting in there, and that was it was a hell of an experience. I played a lot of good people, and then and then uh, what the hell? Moneymaker actually came to Toledo Casino. I played with him before. I played. He was out in Arizona too, um, but he came and played uh, played some PLO and some like two five no limit hold'em. And he was part of, he was like the main guy in the show. So me and Wes went up there and played him. Uh, I, the first night I played with him, the second night Wes played with him. So, and he, all he did was he had a fucking iPad and he was playing like some goddamn, I don't know, one of those damn, what the hell, Warcraft games or something, something that looks like that. <laughs> so he'd just sit there on his iPad the whole time, just like playing this. He'd like keep his head down. He'd be moving his little guys all over his iPad, and he'd look up, look at his cards, and bet, and then just go back down to playing, which is super funny because <laughs> David Williams, when I was playing with him, I played with him eight straight hours. I had doing basically the same shit the whole time. <laughs> the poker community is a bunch of fucking nerds, if everybody's out there, they don't realize. Like, Dan Bilzerian is not your normal poker pro. Your normal millionaire poker pro has a fucking introvert, doesn't know how to basically doesn't know how to have any sort of social fun. <laughs> he just plays poker and pisses and jugs and makes millions. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's your normal poker pro. Bill, Dan Bilzerian is not your normal, is not your normal poker pro. Like even Doug Polk, who's like kind of starting to become the ambassador of poker. He's a nerdy motherfucker. Like he had a, he tried to have this huge party for like his poker brand at this like nice a club in Las Vegas during the World Series this year, and he would post pics, and it was just a, 
even then you had a du- you had dudes around a table playing poker in the middle of a fucking club party. I'm like, you fucking nerds, go get some ass. There's some bitches out in the damn party. Go out there. And there, and all these dudes are like, why is it such a sausage fest? He's like, girls are playing pot lemon Omaha on the table next to him. I'm like, yeah, that that seems fucking fun. <laughs> like this is supposed <laughs> to be your break from poker. Go get drunk and have sex for the first time in your life. <laughs> like Jesus Christ. So I don't know, man. Sometimes you get these nerdy fuckers with money. They don't even know what to do with it. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I was talking to my buddy Max today. We're talking about owning franchises. I'm telling you what. I'm going to save up some money, and I'm going to franchise a, a Jimmy John's. <laughs> that's my, That's one of my Jimmy goals. John? Oh, yeah. I know everybody's laughing, and you're laughing, but I'm telling you what. The profit margins and the relative low cost of a Jimmy John's is a hell of a steal. If you can franchise own a Jimmy John's, um, you can make some serious money. Five years, you'll be a millionaire. For real. Jimmy John's is a hell of a, a, hell of a franchise to get into. Jones. I really And there's, uh, I'll, I'll tell you what, I'm actually looking into this stuff. My buddy Max, he's a cool-ass dude. He's Russian from Moscow. I was with him in the military. He's one of my better friends in the military. And uh, he, he's been messing me about starting a club up, like a, some sort of nightclub up, or he's been talking to me about, you know, franchises and stuff. And we both just, we both decide on an anytime fitness. You ever hear of that? Anytime fitness. Mm-hmm. It's like a gym that you can go in with like a key card anytime, 24 seven. Well, the startup costs on that's like $85,000. I mean, it, I mean, at the end of the day, you have to have, you have to have a net worth of, you know, a hundred plus thousand Plus, you have to, you know, you're going to put, you're going to have to be able to invest over 300K just to start this business. I mean, it's not something I can do tomorrow, but I'm telling you what, if I can get some equity together on some of my property or, you know, get, get some stuff going, get a net worth up, you know, shooting up there. So uh, if we can get this uh, podcast, Hemi, to start <laughs> pulling in some revenue for us, maybe me and you can own a Jimmy John's. There we go. What do you think? The Ad Odds Podcast, Jimmy Johns. Welcome. <laughs> Dude, tell me how funny that shit would be. <laughs> what if you're telling, oh, what if 10 years from now you're like, somebody asks you, hey, man, how Sharple's doing? You're like, hey, he's doing good. He owns a fucking Jimmy Johns. <laughs> <laughs> I think that'd be awesome. Go get some free sandwiches. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm, I'm really investing in my future right now. I actually started writing my my movie script, which I'm not saying online, live air right now, so people can steal it. But it's badass. It's basically, John <laughs> Wick meets fucking Prometheus. <laughs> it's badass. Gave it away. But nope, I have so much shit going on. It's gonna be awesome, dude. Trust me. I've been starting to write that. I got I got damn near 25 pages now. I'm I'm on my way. So if I become a top movie producer, Hemi, I'll try and find a job for you. Oh yeah. How would you feel about that? <laughs> He's over there yawning, not even caring. Hey, let's move on to Tiger Woods not being a top 1,000 uh, uh, golfer anymore, and how Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods is the biggest drop off of any major star in the history of sports. I've never ever seen anything like it. It's not even it's not even close, man. He was the best golfer of all time. Well on his way to being <sighs> breaking every record, every major record. It was just almost like an afterthought. Yeah, Tiger's going to break every major record. 
Tiger's going to go down as the greatest player of all time. Then he gets popped for having a bunch of side bitches, and his career goes downhill. <laughs> On top of the fact he has multiple knee injuries and back injuries. So, I mean, he just had a whirlwind that sent him from the greatest of all time to just an average golfer getting paid millions by Nike. So, it's interesting, man. It sucks. It does suck. I, I was really rooting for Tiger. I love it. I love history. I, I wanted him to break all those records and become the greatest of all time so I could say I lived through that era, but apparently he wanted to let me down. And the, the crappy thing about Tiger Woods is all his all of Tiger's side bitches were mediocre. He was married to this bomb-ass supermodel, and all his side chicks were just garbage. Every single Stupid. one? Damn near every single one was a was a, I'm sure a couple no, okay. no bet. Go look them up. I want you to Google Tiger Woods' side bitches. And, dude, most of them were like fucking sixes at best. Something that you wouldn't expect from an in-shape best golfer of all time with a hot wife. I guess he was a sex addict, and he just, you know, took took everything <laughs> in stride. Oh, she looked okay. Let's have sex with her. All right. Trophy wife, uh, obviously good choice. Oh, let's see. The waitress, pretty hot. Uh, hostess, really hot. The Vegas club exec, hot. Oh man, uh, who's the, the club girl? Not, I'm not feeling that one. The aspiring model, hell yeah. The porn star, yeah, fuck yeah. See, but then the I'm next waitress. Yeah, I'm looking at a couple that are just mediocre. Dude, he's, he's got a thing for uh, blondes with huge boobs. <laughs> oh, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say, I, I guess I was over-exaggerating. I, I mean, I'm not over-exaggerating because he does have a lot of mediocre chicks in this in his pictures I'm looking at, but he, he does also have some hot girls. But, this, but are they hotter than his wife? I don't think so. And I, I get it, man. You know, old is old and it gets boring at times, but... You always cheat up, man. <laughs> That's supposed to be the well, rules the for these is, famous people. People, uh, what do you? How do you say it? Um, when you get in a position of power like that, when you get that much money and it's that easy, a lot of people just can't help it, man. Temptation's too good. Yeah, I know. I mean, I know. I'm, I'm I all know. saying like I'm. I'm all like the perfect dude. I would never do something like that, but. Who knows how I would act if I had fucking millions upon millions upon millions of dollars and a shit ton of free time. <laughs> well, no shit. I, I agree. Was, I do. I mean, it's temptation. It's almost like drugs. You know what I mean? But in pussy form, <laughs> part of my language. But seriously, like for me, it's like one of those situations where. I would have to find the most important person in my entire life in order for me to have all the that revenue, all those options at fun. It would take extremely special person for me to tempt, you know, my temptations to kind of go by the wayside. I don't know about if I could do that, but if I did find a girl that I truly loved, truly loved, then uh, yeah, I think I could. I think I could definitely. Uh, Keep it I in can the pants. Simmer down. Yeah, I can keep it in the pants for sure. But I would just use all that money that I have to make sure me and her are having a hell of a fucking time. So I don't get bored. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you're around people that aren't so, you know, 
they're not so nice to their wives <laughs> put it in in nice terms and uh you're gonna be surrounded by those kind of people so you gotta really you gotta really uh you know, take, take, take some time to self-reflect on what you want when you have that kind of money, man. So I'd definitely be taking my wife on some trips and, and, and doing what we can to have some fun and make sure things stay interesting. So you're not just coming home bored as shit every night. See, right now we're living the normal life where, you know, we go to work, we have this podcast, we come home, we lay on the couch. If we do have a girlfriend or a wife or whatever, and you, you know, you're sitting on your ass at home watching TV. It's kind of every once in a while you bang, <laughs> you know, it's like you have kids <laughs> running around and shit. So, you know, you don't really get that excitement. So, of course, like guys that are, you know, guys that have that kind of lifestyle, they get approached by a hot girl. That's why a lot of them cheat. They're so damn bored. But the guys with this, with this kind of money, those are the guys who shouldn't cheat, in my opinion, because they can they can take the boredom out of the relationship by using that money to create happiness and create stuff that's fun. You know what I mean? So if I was rich, I think I'd be less inclined to cheat because I'd be taking my wife to Australia and New Zealand and Bali and all this other shit and doing whatever we wanted to do. Having fun, making memories, you know what I mean? Oh, I know. So but that's then, my, that's, you know, that's second you're away from the yeah. wife and women are just throwing themselves at you. We'll see. Yeah, but you want to know something, man? The older I get to realize how much I fucking hate bitches like, like that. I, I don't have <laughs> any interest in those. They're so horrible people. I've kind of felt I've kind of come to Jesus on this. Like I don't I don't like hot girls are stupid and that just like throw themselves and because once the money dries out or once they're not as interested and they find somebody else that has money that are more they'll leave you and then where you at you just have a bunch of money you're lonely and people think you're an asshole. So you got to really take a take into consideration all of it and not a lot of people can do that. Nobody can look at the broad picture and I feel like I can do that even though I haven't. Married to a fucking nut job, <laughs> and, and that, that didn't work out. So I mean, who am I to talk about relationships? But still, I think uh, that gives me a certain uh, perspective that I can give some advice. So that's that's where I'm at on that. You know, what it's like to date crazies. <laughs> not quite as crazy as yours. <laughs> yeah, not I, I'm not gonna get. I'm still not legally getting into that. <laughs> Oh man. All right. Well, there is one other thing we wanted to talk about, and that was the Mayweather McGregor World Tour and just all the latest in the Mayweather McGregor. I mean, we are now just over one month until the fight. They had their yeah. press, the world press tour. They stopped in New York, Toronto, uh, England, somewhere else. And. A lot of crazy shit went down. What what did you think of uh, McGregor's suit, the fuck you suit? I loved it. I thought that was amazing. So for those that don't <laughs> know, McGregor, his he had a pinstripe suit, and if you zoomed in on the pinstripes, they were just a bunch of it was a bunch of fuck yous printed over and over into a straight line. It just said fuck you over and over in the pinstripes. <laughs> amazing i can't believe that didn't get more attention like that is amazing if tyson or like muhammad ali or somebody did that back in the day when people cared about this shit and you know it wasn't just a feed me now internet era though that shit would have been a legendary moment could you imagine if like muhammad ali did that that shit would be talked about today i thought it was awesome i love everything they're saying i don't give a shit i don't i don't buy into this bullshit racism crap He's calling uh he's calling um, Mayweather boy. 
And they're always like, oh, that's, yeah. a, that's a racial term towards black people. Dude, that is an Irish term towards everybody. Yep. <laughs> that's, that's how he talks to everybody. If you ever go back to all his shit talking and stuff, he calls everybody boy. Everybody's ever fought. It's a bunch of bullshit. And then McGregor or Mayweather call him a faggot. It's like, whatever. I'm stop PC and everything. Stop fucking doing that. I don't give a shit. I hope he calls I hope he calls him a faggot 42 more times. I hope he has a conversation where he just says the word faggot over and over and over again. <laughs> just to, I don't know if just to give this, a middle finger. But there was a report uh, about a day or two ago that McGregor got knocked the fuck out in training. Oh, I heard about it. And I, I also You're, heard a little rumor that, that it, well, a couple of things. One, getting KO'd in and inspiring is actually not as uncommon as people think. You just don't hear about it as much because yeah, um, stays in the you know, this room. stays in the training room. Uh, two, I heard it didn't happen. I heard this was kind of a rumor started by Mayweather's camp. And I, and if it did happen, I doubt he was fucking sprawled out on his back, like ice cold out. Maybe he just got, you know, stunned and fell on his ass. And that was that, you know what I mean? It could have, it could have been a number of things, but I'll tell you what, it doesn't matter who you are. If you get clipped just right, you're going to go down sometimes. You know what I mean? If I clip John Cena just right on his chin, I'm going to knock him the fuck out. Does that mean I could whoop John Cena's ass? No. Just I happen to clip him in the right time, you know, at the right place. <laughs> That's just my take on it. I don't I don't take anything into that. I, I, I mean, I don't really see this fight going any other way than Mayweather basically just picking him apart from a boxing standpoint. So it doesn't really matter anyways. I think that McGregor has a puncher's chance. I think he's fast. I think he has some speed, but even at 40 Mayweather speeds are outrageous. He's basically the fastest fighter ever. He's the most he's the most defensively gifted fighter of all time, period. And uh I don't really see how uh, McGregor's going to land a clean shot on him. That's just my personal take. Max Kellerman on ESPN said that he doesn't think uh, McGregor will land a single shot on him, which is outrageous to even say that. It's stupid. I think that McGregor is going to land some shots, but nothing impactful, nothing clean. The way that uh, Mayweather boxes, his boxing style, he's always hunched. He's always got that shoulder protecting his jaw. You know, only a few people have ever stunned him, and those are some, like, mm-hmm. you know, world champion box, like Kodo and stuff. And I don't think that, uh, I don't think that. I don't know. I don't think McGregor's going to be able to tag him, but what do you think? Yeah, I think McGregor will land a couple shots, but nothing significant and nothing. I think McGregor gets embarrassed, honestly. Like, to me, this is just a, like a, a joke of a fight, but it doesn't, just because it's a joke doesn't mean I don't want to watch it just to see what would happen. Because, I mean, if McGregor knocks him out, That'd be fucking insane. Like, people are going to go fucking crazy if that happens. And uh, there's always the chance that that happens. Plus, uh, you know, it's Mayweather going for 50. And he's doing it against, you know, one of the biggest stars out there. So, I want to watch it. I want to see what happens. And, And then I want it to be over with so that McGregor can fight somebody in MMA. Defend his fucking titles. That's what I think. I mean, people are talking like, well, maybe maybe Mayweather will throw this fight so they can have like a trilogy. And I'm just like, you're fucking insane. 
This dude has marketed himself his entire career on being undefeated and being one of the greatest of all time. He is not going to throw a fight to, to not get 50 and 0. No yeah. way. There's there's plenty of money. There's plenty of money. They're, they're going to make a lot of money on this. I know they're saying the tax man thing, but you know what? It is what it is, and I don't think that he's ever going to throw a fight against Conor McGregor just for some money when his legacy, all-time legacy that he worked his entire life for is on the line. That would be some shit, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. So I just don't see it. I don't buy it. It is what it is. I don't know. I love McGregor, though. I love everything about it. Like It's funny because... I used to watch the press tours and stuff with May with Mayweather, and he was always like the best. He had always had the best mouth. Then all of a sudden, you throw McGregor in there, and you're like, "Holy shit!" Mayweather has nothing on him. Like Connor is just a surgeon with his words. He's just so masterful. He just takes over the room, and just he's so witty and charming at the same time. Like everything about McGregor is to me is amazing. I don't like how people don't like him. How do you not like him? There's not to me. There's nothing not to like. He is a cocky son of a bitch who's witty as fuck and backs it up. That's all. That's what I like. I love cocky. I love cocky. Period. I love it, but not the cocky where you're like. It's different because McGregor does down his opponents like for his cockiness, but that's part of promotion. Mike, like I'm talking for everyday life. I love. I don't like cocky where you're you degrade other people to bring yourself up. That cocky's gay. That's like that's stupid. I like the cocky where you're super confident in yourself and you just have that swagger about you that you walk around like you know you're it, and then you prove it. Then you prove you're that. That's the best kind of cocky. It's the best kind of attitude. And I love those people. Like freaking people hate Brady. They say Brady's cocky. No, Brady's got that swagger about him. He's got that I know what I'm capable of. He goes out and does it. And he goes home and bangs his amazing wife <laughs> and lives a great life. That's those are the kind of people I love. That's why I'm drawn. People say I'm drawn to winners and I'm I'm a I'm a bandwagon. No, I am drawn to that that success, that drive, because that's who I feel I am. I feel like I have that, that drive to succeed and that drive to want to be better. And that's why I relate to those kind of people. And that's why I love McGregor, because that dude went from food stamps and living in the shit to now he's you know one of the richest athletes in the world after this fight. He's going to be one of, one of the highest paid athletes in the whole world. And, uh, you know, that's due to his marketability and his ability to separate himself from his peers in this game. And that's why I, that's why I love that. I think that's amazing when you can separate yourself from the average person. That's what being special is all about, right? Yeah. Yeah. I want to be special. I got to figure out how. <laughs> I don't want to be an average person. That's what scares the shit out of me about life. I'm going I'm to tell, tell the audience that right now. I don't want to be average. Oh, yeah. I don't want to die and just be like that dude. Oh, yeah. So I was funny or, you know, just randomly. But then two weeks later, people forget I even existed. You know what I mean? I want to leave a lasting impression. I think everybody should try and do that. Everybody could try and find something to leave a lasting impression. That's my that's my goal in life. At one point or another down the road, I want to at least do something where a large chunk of people will remember me for a long period of time, leaving a legacy. You know, that's kind of what I would like to do, and that's what McGregor's doing, and that's what Mayweather's done, and Brady, and all these people that will be known forever. I think that's an amazing thing, and it's rare, and people don't appreciate it enough. You know? Oh yeah, I'm totally with you. 
Like that's one of my biggest fears is, you know, not doing anything important enough that people care when, when I'm gone. So yeah, you know, I'm trying to do all these interviews and, and podcasts and, you know, just get myself out there, try to turn the corner. My, my one podcast started turning the corner, uh, that the, the odds cast thing we do. I mean, that's yeah. starting to get some pretty good traction. Might even make it You're to uh, podcast that? one. Oh yeah. Nice. So. Well, people like to bet money, man. <laughs> yeah, they do. And they like to get the best advice to do so. Mm-hmm. I remember you were still doing that today. Yeah, yeah. and uh, let's see, it's got a hundred listens, and I posted it like an hour, like at uh, eight o'clock. So, yeah, not bad. I'm not bad that, for, on SoundCloud. I think what we're talking about earlier, me and you, with the football season and everything, and I'm really excited for that to happen. I think that's going to be our best. That's going to be our best way to gain traction as a podcast and to get more listeners. And uh, we'll be able to do breakdowns every week. And because you know, once you get to the fall, you have playoff baseball, and you have the heart of the of the, of the football season, both NFL and college football. Then you get mm-hmm. closer into like bowl season, and then you still then you start the NBA season. You can start talking about all that, you know. That's that's the the fall and winter time is the best time to to start podcasts to talk about sports in my personal opinion. The summer is the worst time to talk about sports because there's not a lot of whole lot of shit going on. You know, you got baseball which is 162 games long so we, I mean if there's a series with somebody won a series it doesn't mean shit. You know, it's like nobody gets excited about baseball until you get to the fall or you're in opening day. <laughs> So this is like dead. This is like dead, dead time for sports, in my opinion. I do want to talk about Lonzo Ball, though, who balled out during the Vegas Summer League. So because oh, he had two triple doubles, he had two triple doubles, and he's the only he's the only person in Vegas Summer League history to ever do that. And he also had like three different games with ten plus assists, which he's the first person to ever do. He's the first person to ever have ten assists in a game in a game of the Summer League, and he did it. Three times, he averaged damn near triple double. He averaged a double double. Yeah, he 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 did a uh, he did some some shit during the summer league. And everybody says, "Oh, this is the summer league, is D league bullshit." Well, this is compared to all these stars that have ever been through, ever been through the summer league. So all the stars that you see in today have done the summer league thing too, and they have not put up the stats that he has. And I've watched him, and I'll give you some of his weaknesses, and I'll give you some of his uh some of his strengths. His strength is he's the best passer I've ever seen, period. Nobody has the ball skills that he does as far as passing the ball. He's amazing. He threw this ridiculous full-court pass for, for, on a breakaway that was unreal. I saw that one, the alley-oop. Yeah. No, this one, like, there's just a bunch of them. Like, he did the alley-oop, but he also, like, he was he just threw this, like, pristine pass that you'd see from, like, Peyton Manning. <laughs> he threw it from full – like, he was basically at the baseline – Threw it all the way to basically the foul line of the other place. Hit him in stride. The dude dunked it. Just amazing. And his, his court vision, the way he directs the offense, is second to none. I mean, he's definitely one of the top three point guards in the league right now when it comes to that ball handling and vision. His weaknesses is his jump shot sucks. 
and he's not defending well right now. So he needs to work on that and he's maybe get a little bit stronger. But I think, you know, I think the hype is real. And I think that he's going to be a hell of a superstar. And the Lakers also got this dude named Kuzma, who is their like 26 pick, I believe. He was late in the first round. Fucking balled out, dude. He got he he got the MVP of the finals for them. And uh, so they got a couple of rookies that are just badass right now. The Lakers may be on the come up. I think they're going to end up getting LeBron next year. I think LeBron's as good as gone from Cleveland after this next year. He'll end up a Laker. And uh, to piggyback off this story, <clears throat> Lonzo Ball's dad, LeVar Ball, who I did a segment on, like our third ep- second or third episode. Mm-hmm. He's a fucking pressure genius. <laughs> yeah, well, he's a marketing genius. I'm going to give him his props. I'm going to give him his due. Holy shit. So he creates his big baller brand, and then he doesn't, he doesn't allow – for uh lonzo to sign a contract with another shoe company unless it's like a huge like billion dollar contract remember that he was like pushing all these huge numbers well what lon what lonzo ended up doing is lonzo wore a different brand of shoe every game he played and the espn and everybody started putting up his stat lines with the shoes and he obviously had a shitty stat line with big baller brand shoes on but then he he killed it with Nikes. He had that he had like 36, 10, and 9. Had a triple double with Jordans on and had another triple double with Under Armour. I mean, he had all these. He had he basically each game he would wear another brand of shoe. And since LeVar created those big baller brand shoes, everybody was covering what shoe was on Lonzo Ball's foot. So now you got these companies that are starting to come in and offer bigger contracts to, to Lonzo right now for for his shoes. So I feel like LeVar Ball played everybody for a fool and basically just got his son a sick-ass fucking shoe deal for Lonzo to choose from. And I think that's a, that's just a genius way of what he did. I don't think he cares about Lonzo wearing them damn bit baller brand shoes. I think what he did was he just created a market for his son. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? <laughs> to me, that's like yeah. that's just genius. Everything he's yeah, done. Go ahead the difference between basically promoting yourself uh, and trying to start the bidding war was pretty smart, for sure. Oh yeah, and he did start a bidding war. I think I think one of them, maybe Under Armour, doubled its offer. So it's it's, <laughs> I mean, that's just a marketing genius right there, and everything that he's done for his son, like. I didn't like it at first. Some of the things I still don't like, but he's like, you know, he's got his son in a situation where he's going to be able to be marketable even more than he was like going on WWE with his family, like fighting oh, yeah, big man and hilarious. shit. <laughs> that's just WWE ridiculous. Pissed at him too. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's just cool, man. I mean, I, I just never really saw the big picture until it happened. So, you know, good on him. Nobody else saw it. <laughs> well, uh, I do. Uh, we do have uh, one last thing. Uh, oh, did you have a, a rant this week? We never really talked about it. No, nah, I don't really. Nah, not really. And we got to get you pissed off, man. These rants. I know. I just. Rants are memorable. Uh, well, the rants are good, but. The thing is, it's a, such a boring time right now. Nothing's really getting me going. But 
I do have I have some ideas for the, some rants when we get to football season. So don't you worry. You Telling you, football season is going to be our our time, Hemi. <laughs> I have plans for football season. But yeah, what you got? All right, it is time for Hem's gems. All right, in this week's edition of Hems Gems, there's a couple things. I was super lazy, so I watched a shit ton of Netflix, and I watched all of Into the Badlands. I think that's what it's called. It's AMC show. Yep. Yeah. I loved it. I mean, it is super violent. Just It is like basically karate and sword fighting porn, pretty much. I mean, it is amazing. I, I really liked it. Just tons of fucking killing dudes. And it's like a future, uh, like a post-apocalyptic future type of thing where, you know, these barons run like territories and they have their armies of, and there's no guns. So they just have armies of dudes that know fucking crazy karate and, and sword fighting and knife throwing and axe throwing and shit. And it's, it's awesome. So, and there aren't a ton of episodes, so you can get into it real quick. And then the other oh, yeah. one I watched was glow. It's, uh, it's like 13 episodes or 10 episodes. No, it's 10 episodes. It's about the women's wrestling, uh, in the 1980s called the gorgeous ladies of wrestling that uh and it's a like a comedy style series but uh, it's got uh was it brie larson as one of the main characters and it is fantastic it is seriously amazing uh basically the whole first season is like giving you background info on some of the, the the characters and it leads up to like the 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 season finale which is like the first big show that they put on that ended up being on television and i mean it, it's unbelievable it really is it's uh I, I enjoyed the hell out of it plus you get to see brie larson's boobs and it's the first time she's ever shown them <laughs> so nice. highly highly recommend checking out glow it is terrific. Uh, it's one of the newer ones that's uh, been released on Netflix. So definitely, Holy definitely shit. check that out. You know what I'm checking out right now? I'm What's watching you? a python swallow an entire deer. <laughs> and he swooped that deer? thing up like butter. Oh, yeah. You know what? For our audience, I'm going to post that for you. <laughs> All right. You can post I'm that on our page. Oh, and my then, uh, God. It's fucking great. Holy cow, I guess, this is up so fast. And I guess one last thing I'll, I'll mention is just an article. Um, sure. Cleve Seen did like an extensive interview with Jason Kipnis over the All-Star break about like the team sucking, about the Indians just being a huge disappointment this year. And he was like brutally honest about a lot of things. And I think uh, it, it was way more than I ever expected that he would open up about. So 
you should definitely check that out. I'll link that, of course, on our Facebook page. So, okay, I think that's it for uh, Hems Gems this week. Oh yeah, that was good. I like it in the Badlands. I have no dude. I, uh, I, I like uh, Dan. I like fan. Donnie. Yeah, so. Donnie. I like it. Whatever his name Donnie Yen. Yeah, he. Uh, I'm a big uh, Ip Man. You ever seen that movie? There's three of them. Oh, Ip Man. Oh yeah, he's he's I've amazing. I've actually that. finished. The, I only ever watched the first one. I love the first one. I never saw the second, second or third one. Second one, he third one he fights Mike Tyson, and then the third one or the second one he fights like this uh, British boxer who who kills one yeah. of, who like kills one of the senseis in the fight, and uh, he 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 wrecks him, dude. It's badass. The, the whole well, don't ruin too much. Of it. I gotta watch it because I think it's still on Netflix. Oh, yeah. They're all yeah. They're, maybe they're maybe all I'll watch it tonight. Netflix. Dude, you got to. It's such a great movie. <laughs> so that's all. All right. So I mean, normally we go, go a little and... longer, but that's okay. We didn't have any like callers, and we got all the trade stuff and everything out of our system. So I'm totally fine with calling it a night. But, uh, yeah, I make mean, sure. for, for for our listeners and everything else, I mean, this is kind of, I, I was talking to Brian, I'm just, we're just trying to find funny stories. If you guys have anything that you want to talk about or that you find interesting, man, just shoot us a, shoot us a message or post it on our wall or call in, do anything. We This is a dead time for sports. We're just, you know, having fun. And I, like I said, I'm just trying to ride it out to football season, which, you know, we only got oh, about a month or so left until we get our first football game and start the season. And, I'm gonna say a week prior to the start of the season, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop uh, my top 25 preseason poll and my prediction for the for the playoffs, and I'll talk about uh, prediction for NFL seasons, and then we can talk about playoff baseball. Oh. I mean, it's gonna be a hell of a time. I can. I think we should do a a, a brief segment each week called the Aaron Judge update. Oh yeah, where we follow to see how how Aaron Judge is doing based on uh, the, the bet that we did, which we still haven't figured out what the, the final result of the bet will be. But uh, since last week, Judge's batting average has dropped 17 points down to 312, and he did not hit any home runs. So it's not looking good, Charles. It's not looking good. Uh, yeah. He's just a little streak. You know, you ever notice that when, when they take the break, the all-star break, they come back. Sometimes they take a little bit to heat up. But I will say, on your behalf, uh, Pete Rose doesn't think that Aaron Judge will hit 300 this year. So Pete Rose agrees with you on the 300 thing. So we'll see. I will I How will admit, home? though, that I was wrong when I calculated. I remember I said it was like he was going to bet 245. Like yeah. he would be batting 245 if the BAPIP was the same as Jose Ramirez's. Um, yeah. I forgot to add in um, his home runs. So it was like 273, which is, I mean, still below 300, but it's it wasn't as bad. So I just wanted to yeah. do a, a minor correction here. All right. That's good. <laughs> hey, but, twins but still, won that's, today. that's yes. 27 points below. The twins. I want the twins to win the central. I want you guys to not win the central so bad. <laughs> Rangers are the Rangers as, as much as again. you want the Indians to not win the central. It's not going to happen. Like the Indians are going to win the central. 
as, as much as well, you are rooting against them. Like, the Twins just don't have the pitching, man. They just don't have the yeah, pitching. I know. They, they have Ruben Santana yeah. and then four chumps. <laughs> Who, they don't have Phil Hughes anymore? <laughs> Dude, Phil Hughes um, is one of the chumps. <laughs> he's, still, he's still in the rotation? I don't know. Let me see. Um, Texas Rangers are still have they a just, plus. Yeah, they just signed Bartolo Colon. Yeah, I know, but he's going to retire. Um, he I don't struck out Aaron Judge. Like... He struck yeah. out Judge yesterday. Um, Rangers but, but are four games under. Listen to this. Rangers are four games under 500 and in fourth place in the West, and they're still plus 10 on the run differential. They're the only team in the, in the entire majors that's under 500 that has a plus run differential. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, no. Cardinals do. My bad. Cardinals are one yep. game under 500. They got plus 21. But other than that, looks like uh, Cubs are making a little comeback, though. Won six straight. Yeah. Oh, damn it. It was five straight as they won today. Yeah. I do Cubs not. coming back. Man, I think the <laughs> Dodgers so are great, man. Hey, Dodgers are going to win their 11th straight. so today. hilarious if the Cubs win the World Series and everybody's like buying Cub shit, and then they don't even make the playoffs. I think they will, though. I think I don't think Milwaukee's for real. Oh, Milwaukee! Their offense yeah. is for real. I don't know about the pitching. I don't know, man. Dodgers are about to win eleven straight. They're up five-one on the White Sox, and Dude, the Dodgers have won thing. like forty-one out of their last fifty-one. I think when I looked, they were. They won 39 last 44. Mm-hmm. I think they won 40 of their last 45. They're about to win 41 of their last 46. I mean, that's crazy. That's awesome. I love that shit. I'm all about that. I'm rooting for the, one guys, of those for the Dodgers the now. Uh, who beat them? That's all right. they, 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 uh, I don't think it was Kluber. I think it was Tom. It's always Tomlin, man. For some reason, the only <laughs> Indians wins against the National League this year have been Tomlin. Yeah. Like our worst pitcher. <laughs> they have a plus 173 run differential. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> That's like so much better than everybody else's. Mm-hmm. The next best is Nationals at plus 114. And Nationals even had that one game where they, they, they jumped their plus run differential like 20 in one game. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> Where Rendon yeah. hit like four home runs or whatever. So, all right, man. Yep, I'm I'm ready to go lay down and watch The Office. I still watch The yeah. Office on a regular basis. Dude, I love The Office. I never finished it after uh, Steve Carell left. Really? So, you know, it's one of those rare things where something after, I gotta like do. you know, you know how like when characters leave, it's just not the same. And in and, and this case, so it, it is missing. It's Oh, it's still hilarious. They did a hell of a job finding replacements for him, and they did it in, a, like, multiple people replaced him. And, mm-hmm. I know Will uh, Ferrell it's obviously there. And... For, only for a couple episodes, and he did an yeah. amazing job. And then Alan Arkin, he, he's, uh, his character's name's Robert California. Super great. He's a great character. Um, I, it's still, it's still, it still holds its weight, you know what I mean? I think it was mm-hmm. better with a with Steve Carell, obviously, there's no question there, but it, it holds its weight. It's worth watching all the way through the end. And they had a really good okay. finale. The finale, finale was a good right. job. I'll, they did I'll a, have to check it out. It, like yeah. I, I recently went and watched every single episode of "It's Always Sunny" all the way through. 
<laughs> me, and, uh, me and my me and my friend caitlin we're, we always talk about it. it's always sunny like i'll send her memes and stuff that's one yeah. of my favorite shows dude one day I'm, i think for christmas i'm gonna make a rum ham <laughs> <laughs> rum ham rum ham yeah you eat my rum ham i'm floating in the ocean with that rum ham <laughs> Oh man! All right, so you can follow us on Facebook, the at Odds Podcast. Check out our SoundCloud channel, our YouTube channel at Odds Podcast. Same thing, and uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. Hopefully, we'll have some really good, exciting shit to talk about, and some crazy stuff happens over this next week. So, um. We'll see you then. Uh, how do you want to go out? Bag Raiders or Rick Roll? Bag Raiders.